0: With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It's Thursday, December 15th, 2022. Season 18, episode number 90. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Life from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. At the Star, we're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Today we talk Jacksonville defense versus the Cowboys offense. We'll take some questions from you guys, so if you have some, you can hit me on Twitter. You can also call us, 888 855 2297. But where we're going to start is where we ended. Uh, let's talk about OBJ. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go? You, you, you got some things you want to say?
2: You know. <laughs> It's not like I'm doing anything. It's the owner that yeah, keeps right. talking. He yeah. keeps this thing going. Yeah, you know, right. it's like at a campfire. It's like, oh, OK, well, there that that camp, that fire is about to be out. It's like, watch this. And then I'm, the flame. <laughs> is comes that up. how it goes? I, get, I, I don't know. Everybody I was going to say, camping? Yeah. <laughs> like once. NASCAR. You know, yeah. I camp out there. But that's yeah. about it. Um yeah, I'm not going to be roughing it out there. No, so that's not true. I don't. Staying at a holiday inn. Like, that's yeah. roughing it too. Yeah, yeah, that's not nick. No, yeah. that's not nick. <laughs> sorry
3: if the
1: response, right? I
2: didn't mean to say that. Uh, not anymore. No, Jeez, no, yeah. um, oh, I'm going to get a
1: text. No, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, okay. Our, you, just, you know, our, our stream just went down. Like, right. Our stream
2: literally yeah, just went
1: down. No, I'm sorry.
0: Go ahead, bro.
2: Uh, I, I, when Jerry says <laughs> this could break, like, could break. Yeah. I think it could. And, and here's here's, I think, what's it sounds like people are not really remembering this aspect of it the sooner he also said sooner than later and i think the reason why is just looking at the math another another thing that's not strong for me but four <laughs> weeks if you sign him now you have got to put him on ir immediately cuz he's not going to be wasting a spot on your roster you got to put him on ir if you want him back for the playoffs for that first game it's Now's four the weeks time yeah you got to do it now so you can get him back for the playoffs at all if he's ready to even do that so I don't know. I mean, I just think that that's where I think the sooner than later thing. If this is going to happen at all, do it. And, you know, it's probably the most relevant, irrelevant story ever because yeah. he may never even play for the Cowboys. Yeah. But
1: I mean, we've seen this before, and I, I think there's so many things that can come into play when you start dealing with these caliber of players and, and their connection to the Cowboys. I mean, the fact of the matter is you, you hit the nail on the head. This isn't. This isn't original reporting necessarily. This is Jerry literally said it. He was getting into his car and he was like, "Yeah, this thing could break soon, sooner rather than later." Like it, that's Jerry is Stand saying. This. So if, if Jerry is saying it, then of course you have to take it seriously. And I know there are a lot of people, and, and myself personally, I, I just, you know, as you're looking at it, you're kind of like, okay, either do it or don't. Like, I'm just kind of tired of talking about it. But I think the reason why it keeps coming back is because the owner, is, it seems as though the owner is still very interested in the possibilities here. And I get his point. I think the point of what he's saying is if there is an even a chance that at some point in the playoffs, this guy could be help, healthy and can help you f- give you a few plays That's a right thing. that is the difference between the team that wins the super bowl and the team that doesn't the team that gets to the super bowl and the team that doesn't it's a few plays and if you can have a chance to maybe get that
3: out of a player like this it might be worth it he will, he is willing to write the check to try and get it dang we always you know jerry always comes on either you know the dot com side or you know or it comes on the radio at 1053 and He says, you would be surprised the check Mm -hmm. I would write. Jerry would write a million-dollar check if what Derek is talking about is absolutely right. That all of a sudden in a game, Odell Beckham plays and he catches three balls. One of them's a touchdown. The other two are first downs in the game. And you win. That would be completely worth it to Jerry Mm -hmm. Jones. Not everybody else, you know, along the way would be like, wow, you know, but that's – I wanted to ask you, Nick, because, again, you know, you, I thought you did a great job on 105.3 this morning talking about it. They got you on suddenly, and you did a great job of handling that. Is this a Johnny Manziel situation <laughs> with him? And I, and, I, and I mean this in a way I, yeah. of where, like, Jerry's lining up, and Stephen and Will and Mike McCarthy and medical staff and everybody's over there saying, Jerry, it's not going to – time's not going to work. And Jerry doesn't have time for yeah. you to tell him that, you yeah. know? I mean, is that kind of what difference. we're dealing with right now?
2: It, I think the same type of premise of Jerry leading the charge. The difference is, is you're not you're not going to you're not passing up on potential Zach Martin. Yeah. like they right. would have if they didn't right. draft him. Right. So it's either take OBJ or air. I mean, yeah. like that's.
3: Well, the argument could be: Listen, you signed T. Y. Hilton. Yeah. Like Jerry, we we've got the guy that we think can, who's healthy, and all that. You know, maybe that's where the argument is. But then Jerry goes, did you ever see that one hand catch that guy made on us (laughs) in that game? Did you ever see what he did in the Super Bowl? You know, did you ever see you know all this stuff going on? So, yeah, I can understand Jerry. And listen, I'm dancing with you on this. Yesterday, I don't think I was dancing with you. You Ready to dance? I'm, I'm ready to dance. You know, you know, we got We got to get our math straight. <laughs> you know, we're going to get our math straight on percentages and stuff. And I don't know if you can really put a percentage on it because I think it's up to the player. If the player was really, really smart he would take the opportunity to work with one of the best rehab guys in the league and get paid to do it. And if it doesn't work out where the season and like it never happens, he gets money, he gets rehabbed, and now he's ready to make money in the fall. Yeah. It, it's a no-loss it, it's a, it's a no thing for him to come in here and sign and take what they're willing to offer him and with the opportunity of getting him right to maybe he could play in that game that Derek's talking about.
1: You know, when you uh, start asking Nick that question, it start reminded laughing. me. It reminded <laughs> me of that movie. I don't even remember the name of it, but he's like, "We're going streaking," yeah. and he goes running. And next thing you know, you see him out there streaking by him himself, him. No, yeah. and nobody's out there. Yeah. Only difference here old is school, that, I think yeah, old school, school yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only difference
2: here is that. Why are you looking like that? I just, it's just, it's, we're different. <laughs> Nick, you don't <laughs> want me. Nick, we're you don't different. want me. To, I haven't I, yeah. seen that movie today.
1: You've never seen today, like oh, oh, like today. today, okay, yeah, because so I was gonna early. say that's like right up your alley, right, like, that's right. your so kind of movie. Funny how it's just yeah. like I don't remember the name. I don't even remember the yeah. name, but but it's like but the the that's difference funny. here is Jerry can be out there by himself, and yeah. it can still happen, yeah, and that's sure. why this story continues to go is because he, he doesn't again. need he doesn't need everybody to line yeah. up with him on his yeah. side on this. He yeah. can just literally say guys this is what we're doing yeah. and guess what everybody's going to have to get in line because that's what Jerry wants to do I, Jerry, I totally, Jerry's the owner
3: I totally agree I think everything that you said on 1053 the fan this morning and your story the on, on dallascowboys.com like i say I, I don't ever i've ever, never known you just to throw stuff up against the wall and hope it sticks the
1: employer always strikes there's there something <laughs> the going Empire's, on here and you know what right. I, i'm like you
3: i'm walking into the smoke and i'm looking for the fire <laughs> right now is what i'm doing
1: amber Make some sense of all
3: this.
1: <laughs> I mean, really, make some sense of all this, because I know how you are. You're pretty cut cut and dry. What What do you I'm, think of all this?
4: I'm he, just sitting here listening to you guys. I'm freaking over it. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I cannot express how annoyed I am right now at the whole situation. It's one of those things that you're, like, uh, excited, and then you're excited, 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 nothing happens, and then you start losing the excitement. Not that I don't want him here or whatever, but it's just, like, one of those, like, You're kind of getting over it. What's that... Fairy t- not fairy tale that little kid story, <laughs> not that one. Little kids, PG thirteen. <laughs> oh, the cry wolf or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The
1: little That's fairy one. tale. Yeah, Little boy, the cry wolf. Yeah,
4: it's one of those situations like, okay, is it gonna happen or not? Or the gonna three happen? little pigs. But like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> huff and yeah. puff and blow yeah. your house down.
4: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, last night, so I'm seeing the reports right, and then at the same time, I'm looking at other reports that are coming out saying. He might not even yeah. be ready for even the playoffs. He might just wait until free agency and kind of weigh his options at that point. So it's like, okay, which one is it? And if and it goes back to what you guys were talking about the other day, whether like the player himself, whether he actually believes that he's gonna be ready or not. Because like you guys said, why? What would be the holdup at this point rather than sign? Get out here. Start training. You got one of the best doctors in the country. Why not come out here? So it's just it's very confusing as to what's actually happening. And it's just like, okay, is it worth it? Is it worth all this drama, distraction? I mean, I don't think this is distracting the players whatsoever and the team and McCarthy and all that. This is all Jerry. But if it's going to happen... Let's let's freaking do this thing. And if not, is he? It's just confusing health wise. Is he even able to play? Just one. I guess that's really what we're right asking now, he's of not. him. Yeah. At least two plays or something. Yeah. in the Playoffs. Not
3: right now. He's not. But to an 80 year old man who hasn't seen really NFC, NFC championship success in 20 something years, he's looking at like, you know what? I don't have time for you guys to tell me this is not going to work. You know, we're yeah. not, we're not guaranteed tomorrow around here. You know, and I think that, I think there's a sense of urgency. I think Jerry understands what the player can do. I think it's just, can he get everybody else to come with him on it and, and it's his team. He do, he needs the player to come with him now. Yeah. That's it. He needs to convince the player. This is the best place for him right now. Do you now. guys think it's...
4: he, something in him, sorry, huh? something in him actually, in in OBJ actually changed after hearing the TY Hilton signing I, I, do you think that would even affect? You, him are you are, the, are you
1: saying it? Did Did he? Would he have changed his thoughts on what he might want to do after? Maybe Tua? I'm just maybe.
4: wondering because prior to that, it seemed kind of like okay, maybe this is a done deal. It could happen anytime soon or whatever. But then, did that signing maybe? Because clearly, the Cowboys still want him. Jerry Jones still wants him. But did that change <laughs> something in in OBJ's mentality or? You know,
2: I, I don't know this because I never talked to him, but um, I, I think that he he. There's two ways you can look at it. He could also say, you know, he he said, I don't want to be here for the regular season. I don't yeah. need to be any. He, that made not, Ambar mad. Well, me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. But like, but like, you don't have to say that because you're not going to right, be. Right. That's the all you could have yeah. said is, I would love to be here. I'm not ready to do that. Yeah. Uh, then everyone understands that. Yeah. But I don't think OBJ. No disrespect to T Y Hilton. And you know, I'll be honest, T Y Hilton said some things yesterday that didn't sit well with me either. Um, but whatever. It's I'm old school, I guess. For um, another what reference.
1: do you say that was?
2: Oh, just he just kind of kept something it. like Mickey you there for a
4: second. Oh. <laughs> <you know>. oh. <laughs> I'm well, not it's time do to retire. I mean, like the, I always said, if that happened. No, I'm kidding. Um,
2: no, um, I just think. point. <laughs> <just the, laughs> <that was> hilarious. <laughs> I mean, just the point of like, I just wanted to watch my kids uh, this year. I didn't really miss football. I didn't really want to play. I wanted to watch them play sports. But now that their season's over, I'm ready. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I just kind of. He, he said it once. They said it twice. And he you goes, know, did you miss football at all? He's like, not really. And so it just kind of. I don't know. I, whatever. I, just go go run routes. I, I don't. I don't care. I, I know that I'm a little different when it comes to that. And and but you know, I mean, but I got kids too. And I you you balance it. You do it and all that stuff. So just I just I just wonder what it's like. And and I think back to like Jason Witten was. Pissed off when Cole Beasley quit for like an sure hour did, sure at training did. camp. Oh, you know? he was came hot. back, yeah, and then was like, "We don't want this guy," you know. And then he <laughs> saw him run routes. He was like, "No, oh, okay, it'll work." But, but I mean, you know, it's just the mentality of these guys are busting their ass, and so these other guys are coming in, going, "All right, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready to to join you guys. You guys are ten and three. Look like you might do something in the playoffs. I mean, no one's trying to, you know, join the Falcons, you know. So it's it, it just kind of." It's fine with me. It's whatever, but I just wonder what some of the, the the Marcus Lawrence's in the locker room think about those comments.
1: But I will say this: in fairness, he did also say, "I'm spending ten hours at this facility every day going forward okay. to make sure I'm prepared." Like he he is you're right he is a it, worker, it, and he, right. said, he said, "I'm I'm here to work." And and by the way, I think part of that you know when you when you've been spending so many years, and his kids are teenagers. I think yeah, when you're yeah. spending so many years playing football, which means your kids haven't had the benefit of you being around. And then you have a year where you can actually be around, he probably didn't have time to think about football or miss football because he's so yeah. wrapped up in yeah. being a dad. Because you know how that is. Being a yeah. dad, it's time consuming, right? Yeah. And so I get That's that fine. part. And I, I just look at it like, are you willing to work now? Yeah. And it sounds like he is a worker. It sounds like he's coming in the building like, I'm here to work and I'm here to provide what I can for this team. So for me, I yeah. care less what you did I, the, and, the week and, before.
2: And third and three against the Jaguars, and he, and he catches a six-shot six pass to win the game or, you know, yeah. to get a first down. No, I don't care. No, like cool. Yeah, I
3: I think that Odell Beckham has lost all his leverage because we've seen teams now start to sign guys. Buffalo goes and gets Cole Beasley. The Cowboys go get T. Y. Hilton. Mm -hmm. You know they're kind of in that they're kind of in that mode now where like people are like, listen, we're moving on. But if you want if you wanted to be a part, the one team that's willing to kind of keep going here is Dallas. That's the one team. Well, did you
1: hear Buffalo? Buffalo had a statement yesterday, I think it was their GM, Mm -hmm. that said that they haven't closed the door on Odell either. Okay. well, So so the interesting part becomes, like, are they, like, yeah, if it falls to us, right, you know we right. might consider it. Or they like we still are in this thing. Like right. that's the part where you don't really know how committed they are well, to to trying to get a deal. I done. didn't
3: hear the statement yesterday, but if that's because it to me it, it appeared that teams were starting to go away, and Dallas was the one that was yeah. just going to hang in there and and maybe make this work. So I, I I don't know, man. Like I said, it's it it's one of those things that. Odell needs to make the decision, but he needs to make it fast. He needs to make – we don't – I mean, like you start to talk to people around the league about, okay, when could you think you can have him back? And they're like, if they're thinking this is like an eight-week injury or seven-week injury, they just wasted a week. Yeah. You know, where he could have been here on Monday, signed, veteran minimum, and they could have started into the rehab process. You know, every week that he's not doing this and he's in Arizona trying to rehab, it's not helping him nor it's helping the Dallas Cowboys. You know I'd love to know. I'd love to
1: know if 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 the Cowboys are still interested as they said they are. Is this thing being held up by OBJ or is this thing being held up by the Cowboys or both? Is there some linchpin that's kind of uh, we can't do that, or I think on OBJ's the size, I think it's OBJ. we don't know. Oh, it's the player. Yeah, I wonder where that that lies because it sounds like everybody yeah. wants
2: it. Well, right, there's one person in the world that knows how OBJ's knee really is, and OBJ. that's him. Yeah, and and I think that that's what the holdup is. I, I think he knows that he's not there, and you know, he, and he can push this on as as long. Well, as how
3: how hard are you willing to work to come back?
2: Because yeah, if you that's know question, if you too. you
3: know if you're out there in Arizona working with your guy, and I'm not saying the guy or the gal out there that's rehabbing him is bad at their yeah, job, yeah. I'm just saying I know this guy here, being with him for 14 years, I've seen what he's done to players Britt to get Brown, him, get Britt Brown yeah. to get him back to playing again. And if there's you know if if Odell was smart or somebody was smart, they'd get to Odell and say, "Listen, this guy is one of the best rehab guys in the league. You know, he, he is going to work your rear off to get back." Now, the problem is, does Odell want to work... To get back, or does he want to do it on his terms? Because that guy, that trainer there, he will go and get in your face and say, "If you don't want to do this, I ain't coming out here every day with yeah, you." Yeah, he
2: he will not. You have care to.
3: It's a, it's a it's it's not a one way street with him. No, nah. and and I trust me, fourteen years of being around that
2: cat, and you've seen him. You go toe to toe with Bill Parcells. I yeah, mean, like he doesn't care about yeah. OBJ. You know, he, he'll say whatever he needs to say. Yeah, uh, and and that that's that's the question here. You know, is Odell trying to come in and? Maybe join a team and – I'm not saying steal a championship. I'm not saying that because they got a lot of work to do. But, you know, just be a part of something special here. And, you know, the Cowboys can also – there's a flip side to it as well. He, the guy never plays a down for you. It doesn't work out. And then he becomes a free agent. He signs a big deal. You get, you get a, a compensatory pick. Yeah. pick. Well, so,
3: which is valuable. Yeah. It's
2: valuable, yeah. especially if he gets a big the deal. The
3: way this team yeah. drafts, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, there, yeah. there's, there's,
2: there's ways to – Use each other if that's that's the right term. Yeah, everybody can get a little something everybody out of it. Everybody wins. He, right, we got, he, he
3: could really win if he gets here quick enough because he can get rehabbed. And then when March rolls around and people, are, if he wants to go out, his knee will be ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his he will be ready to go for people. He can actually work out for somebody, and somebody then can give him a big contract.
1: All right, we're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. We'll jump into the Jacksonville defense versus the Cowboys offense. We'll be that in just a moment. dot DallasCowboys.com Radio.
2: Dak Prescott is this year's Cowboys nominee for the 2022 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide, recognizing NFL players for outstanding community service on and off the field. Help Dak earn a $25,000 donation to his Faith Fight Finish Foundation by voting on Twitter. Tweet our hashtag W-P-M-O-Y Challenge, followed by Dak Prescott through January 8th.
1: Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment presented by Blockchain.com. All right, let's talk about Jacksonville's defense versus the Cowboys' offense, Brian. What do they do best on defense?
3: They will try and knock you unconscious in that secondary. I know oh. that. They, uh, I watched that Kansas City game, and they Andre did it. <laughs> Yeah, it. Yeah, they that, these guys will hit. Now they'll give up yards. Yeah, they'll give up some yards. And they, you know, their best players nicked up. Uh, Travion Walker from Georgia is one of their best players. He was drafted first overall. Oh yeah. And so I mean, I forgot he forgot about him. He oh, is wow. no, he's a good player. He, yeah. They stand him up. They put his hand down. He's number forty-four. Uh, they're going to move him around. They're going to try and find spots where he can rush. Uh, I, I was super impressed with him coming out of Georgia. And you look at him, the length, the ability to bend, finish, all those things. Him, Josh Allen, number 41 on the other side. Those are kind of their pass rush guys. Uh, if you if you uh, remember Chase on the the, the Cowboys in the uh, the the Ceedee Lamb draft in mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. tw- in 2020, remember the Cowboys were talking about Chase on from LSU. He hasn't been playing very much at all. So it's kind of a it's kind of a front that you can you can pass block these guys, but you have to be able to handle Allen and you have to be able to handle Walker. Those are the two guys. But and again, those are the edge guys. Yeah, those are the edge guys. And like I say, they use walker as really he's like a linebacker is what he is so you'll have him standing up you'll have him uh you'll have him with a hand on the ground but uh I, I was i was i know their secondary doesn't cover particularly well but what they're doing is like they're they're guys like i mentioned andre Cisco, the free safety he is a blow him up guy Rashawn uh, Jenkins is another guy. He's like he's taking the approach of trying to rip the ball out of your hand. Remember last week with Jalen Petrie from uh, Houston, that type of player. They're going to hold you up, try and rip the ball out of your hands, but they're also going to, like I mentioned, try and knock you out. Is something that they they're really really big on hitting in the secondary. But you see, uh, you see them. They tr- they struggle with stuff. In the middle of the field, and then they struggle on stuff on the outside, especially when it comes from one side to the other. They leave up a lot of open space there. So, if you're thinking about it, if you could hold up, Cowboys like to max protect those those deep crossing routes. They try to do it on Houston in the first play of the game, and end up throwing it to Zeke for that that gain, you know, first play on offense. But you could get stuff across the field on them. Uh, but you just gotta make sure that you you uh you protect your front with those two guys, Allen and Walker, and then be be very aware, head on the swivel, for Cisco, Jenkins, and these guys that like to hit in the secondary.
1: If you had to say one guy that was the wall that's the waldo, the guy that you could go after and exploit, who is it?
3: I think like when when I when I was watching them play, it was it was Tyson Campbell was a guy that he's number thirty-two. That they kind of because it's funny. What position? He's a corner. Got it. He's the corner. That and now they have a guy named uh, a linebacker. I need to mention him. Uh, Chad Muma is a linebacker. He's he's nicked up right now, but if he plays. Him and Devin Lloyd, Devin Lloyd are the two guys that you know. Devin Lloyd was also a first round mm-hmm. pick, uh, good player. I mean, a, a really good player. But you know, he's kind of learning along the way. Him and Chad Mumma, they got a good young linebacker crew, is what they have. But they, there are times where they get a little too over aggressive. So when you start to say take advantage, ball go show one way ball come back the other way kind of a thing the cowboys kind of, do that in
1: their running game exactly yeah, yeah.
3: exactly and and you know now you got Tyron Smith back over there on that on that side we'll see what happens at the guard spot but man you know kind of work behind that work behind that group I'll be interested to see what happens at the right tackle spot going forward here for the for the Cowboys because I think they lost something with Chad uh, with excuse me with Terrence Steele being out and Martin they were doing a really good job in the running game. Let's see if they can kind of replace that that ability. Maybe they could do it with power with Peters. We'll see what they do with ball as well. I mean we got some
2: practices to kind of figure that out. Yeah, and I think you know this is just going off of kind of hearsay. I don't know what's going to happen, and I I know the Cowboys don't want to like throw out everything that they're going to do, but I. I don't know if you're hearing this too, but I wouldn't rule out Tyron Smith on that right tackle spot. It was kind of flirted around the other day, and I was like, I dismissed it, you know, because he's left tackle. tackles. Yeah. Him. Yeah. But it really comes down to who can do it, because Tyler Smith ha- hasn't ever been on that right side, and Peters has been there just for a little bit. Tyron did play it right. 11 years we ago. We talked about that earlier this week, yeah. yeah. So I'm just looking at all options and yeah. just, just kind of hearsay. I wouldn't be surprised, maybe not this game, but if, when he plays against Philly – Maybe Tyron Smith is your right tackle. There's, there's just a lot of options out there.
4: Well, I wanted to ask you, Brian, about how are they with, like, getting their hands on the balls and getting yeah, turnovers and interceptions. Yeah,
3: well, that's – they're in you know, with that, like I say, they're secondary. They do give up the yards. I didn't in the games I watched. I, I didn't see anything – turnovers. The turnovers for them were – like they uh, they get down on the they get down near the goal line and then they're punching at the ball and stuff like that. They're a tackle gang, tackle and rip at the ball kind of team. So the games I watched, I didn't see any real you know the interceptions or anything, but it was more like we're just trying to. When you're standing up and running or moving, they're trying to rip the ball. They're trying to. They're big on trying to get the head on the ball. That happened. What game was I watching? It was. Uh, uh, it was a Kansas City game where Kansas City is driving and they you know they tackle the ball and they're ripping at it and then the next time you know they get a guy their uh, uh their allen gets his head on the ball and it knocks it out so it's a fumble so yeah they but they it, it's it's weird because like you say there's some big plays against this group I just didn't see the turnovers that uh, you know that you think that teams would try and they're creating it by trying to like knock balls loose instead of maybe get those interceptions.
1: Nick, you brought up uh, Tyron Smith. Uh, it looks like he's going to be back and playing this weekend. I want to go around the table. Give me your starting five. I, I want to take it from two different perspectives. One,
4: you said Tyron Smith. Tyron.
1: Tyron. Did I say something else? I'm, no, Tyron. I'm just confirming. Yes. Yes. Tyron Smith appears to be ready to play this week. This week, right? Weekend. So that being said, I like you to give me two different uh, two different things. What should happen? I'm talking the starting five on the offensive line. What do you think will happen? So I need those two. Let's start first with you.
2: What game? This one? Jacksonville? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about this week. I do think there's a difference.
1: You think there's a difference between this week and next week? I do. Okay. So you can give
2: me four if you want to. No. Start (laughs) start there. I mean, just we can do it collectively. I mean, Jacksonville. I mean, I Uh, I think Tyler Smith plays at left tackle. Tyler. Tyler Smith plays at left tackle. Okay. Regardless of what they do with Tyron, I think that they're gonna ease Tyron into it. that's what I believe. So so you don't you're saying starting,
1: it won't be Tyron necessarily. I don't think that so. That doesn't mean he doesn't necessarily get in and at play. At some, some point. Some. I yeah. think
2: I think it's Tyler Tell me who your right tackle is. Oh, we're gonna go that way. Okay.
3: Just tell me who your right tackle is gonna be that you that, you,
2: that you <sighs> for think Jacksonville. For Jacksonville. Peters. Okay, I think Peters. I, I don't I don't know. I really don't know. Okay, I, I that it. that's what's confusing so. What me do you too. think should happen? Let's talk about it okay. the first. What we should that,
4: okay, if Tyron is playing this weekend, and then you got Peters on the other side. I just I don't think they would both maybe play the whole game. So maybe now you got them starting, and then as the game goes, then you plug in Tyler to replace Tyron, and then maybe allow Josh Ball to. Depending how the game is going, I know you're making wait, that a wait, face. Wait, wait,
1: wait! You play too much. Wait, no, wait.
4: I'm, I am do not like ball. I don't like ball. But I'm saying it just. It depends how the game is going, and if Jason Peters can go the whole game. That's I think the biggest question for a veteran guy like him and his age. Oh, I, like
2: I, I, I like where you were going, but but I'm gonna switch it. I like left side. Don't even touch the left side right now. Yeah. Tyler Connor, don't even touch that. Right side, Peters starts. Tyron comes in there, if that's what he's going to do, he comes in and plays, and then he ends up getting some work and then is ready to play the Eagles game. And your swing tackle is going to be Jason Peters. That's maybe, and then you don't even have to touch the left side. Yeah. What do you think about that?
3: I'll tell you, what, I like what you're doing, but I'm going to go with a combination of I'm going to put Tyron Smith. I'm going to transition in him easy. I'm going to try and make it where I'm not going to put him at right. He hadn't played all year, yeah. So I'm just going to say I'm going to put him at the position that he naturally plays, which you're, you know, you're saying well, maybe maybe left tackle this week, maybe right tackle next week once you get him back acclimated. But I think to me the way I would play it was Tyron Smith at at uh, at left tackle, Connor McGovern at left guard. And then on the right side, I would take Peters and Smith. And maybe you Tyler. acclimate Tyler Smith and acclimate him to get some right tackle work, but you're not taxing a 40-year-old man to have to play 65 plays. Right. So now— but you're I'm,
4: having Tyron play the whole game?
3: I'm, I'm going to start off with that, yeah. Now, maybe that's—I that. I mean, it's. I know it's a kind of a dangerous thing to deal with, but I feel like, though, the way he looks physically right yeah. now, I'm kind of like— Let's go with this. I worry less about him not playing than I do a 40-year-old man playing 70 plays. That's that's yeah. how I'm working at, looking at it right now. And I'm trying to help Tyler Smith not get overly exposed at right tackle, if that's the case. And, you know, that's where I kind of look
1: at it, and I say I would take kind of a hybrid of what you guys are saying. I would actually start... Tyrant on the right side, and I said earlier in the week, I think that's the best option for me at right tackle. Mm -hmm. It's just because I get what you're saying, Brian. Like He's been out, so you want to kind of get him back where he's most. Yeah, I'm not messing with his
3: footwork and all that stuff.
1: But for me, I look at it and say I think he's probably the person that if you want to have some muscle memory, at least he did it at some point for a, a period of time to where if he does it a little bit, it might come back to him. For the others, they are working from a point of not having done it, like literally not having done it enough to have any muscle memory at all. All So for me, I think I would go with Tyron at right. I would stick with Tyler at left. And what I would do in this game is I would actually – bring Peters in at right tackle some just to spell. Because, again, I don't want Tyron to play the whole game. Yeah. I don't want Jason to play the whole game. Right. So for me, I kind of am using those two guys over on the right side, and it gives it gives me an opportunity to give Jason some reps there, see how he does on the right, because if I want him to be my swing, I want him to be able to play right as well. And, and it gives me an opportunity to give uh, Tyron some opportunities at the right tackle spot, get him back acclimated, and my hope is that by next week – we can roll in with him being on the right side. And yeah. the great part I love about it is I still keep developing Tyler Smith as my left tackle cuz he's my left tackle to the future. I you think that,
3: Tyler Smith's getting wore down myself. Yeah, his last yeah. game wasn't his last His last couple yeah. of games yeah. they've been they've been a little little rough. Yeah. I you was
4: going to say that scenario really scares me because you mentioned muscle memory. And I'm not going to call Tyron Smith fragile because he's a beast and a machine. But he's fragile. Yeah. (laughs) If you're referring, mentioning muscle memory, keep him at the most recent position he's been at. And and, and his brain and his body can remember and work out because any little thing that's outside of his quote unquote comfort zone, I think makes him more prone to an error or him slipping, or maybe he didn't turn his feet or foot where he needed to be. And then now, because this is a guy that got injured at practice. Yeah. yeah. So I'm saying, keep him where he's best at, and don't even risk any possibility of mistake or or something that he's not accustomed to.
1: I get that. What I don't know because I've never played left tackle, and I haven't played right tackle either. Actually. Oh, no, um, you haven't. What what I do what I what I what I do look at is is this is it like riding a bike, right? I, I went and rode a bike about a year ago. I had not ridden a bike probably in thirty years. Did your butt hurt? No, it didn't. I was fine. <laughs> but but literally the first minute felt a little awkward. By minute two, it was like yeah. this is what I do. Like Derek,
4: I, so, I I asked this like a few weeks ago and you were the one who said, No, it's no, very no, different. No, no, from no, no. It is, it
1: is. But what I'm saying is the muscle memory. It, man, it is different. It is. It's very different. But my point is my <laughs> point is, if he's done it before, And if it's like riding a bike to where all it takes is a little bit for you to then, for your body to remember, oh, I remember what this feels like, then it is easier. It's much easier for him in that instance than, say, Jason Peters, who's never done it. He doesn't have the muscle memory. So he's having to build that muscle memory from scratch rather than somebody like Tyron, who has done it before. For a period of time, yeah. so maybe his body, his body can just, after a little bit of time, can say, "Oh yeah, I remember this. This feels natural to me." Right? That's all I'm saying. Because I do, do think, think it's a big difference left to right.
4: If you
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go look I would, today.
4: I mean, I'm wondering. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm going to go check that out. I'm going to go get in trouble today. Yeah, go, go. <laughs> Maybe I need to just walk by the window today. See and just. Me. Yeah, I'll come over to your office. See? I'll come over to your desk, yeah. and I'll just kind of hang
2: out and kind of just casually look See out See where there. they
4: have him practicing, because right. I think that will tell you. I mean, I, I don't it, I think we'll have it open to the I'm media, sorry. but that would say a lot. I mean,
2: I, I get it. I, I've never played either left tackle or right tackle really? either. No, I haven't. Yeah. But the thing is, is. Just block the SOB in front of you. I mean, seriously. I mean, like, you see, drop step to the right. This guy's rolling. Josh Allen's rolling around here. Block the dude. That's
1: nice to say, Nick. But, I mean, the the coaches have even talked about, like, the left and right side players. I think there is something to it. I I really
2: do. There is something to it. There's also something to just the heat of the moment. Jason Peters with with the game on the line goes out there, True. muscle memory or not, block this dude and make sure he doesn't hit Dak.
1: And that works for a few plays. Does that work when you have a full game where you're playing against a team that knows you're out of position, and that knows, okay, here's what we're going to do to I'll make trust, it hard for him.
2: I'll trust whatever Jacksonville wants to throw at a right tackle, Jason Peters, I'll trust Jason Peters being out on the practice field for a full week working at it. i trust that better because if he can do that just what based about off next? Of what about the week after that against Philadelphia? If he doesn't have adrenaline to go block those dudes, then—, then...
1: No, adrenaline <laughs> will get you through the first series. Will it get you through all the series? That's the point where you start wondering, like— <laughs>
2: Adrenaline ah, can Adrenaline A- got
1: ball through twenty eight A- A- plays, A- right, adren- Brian? That's, that's what true. I was
2: about to say. Adrenaline can help Josh Ball get through it. Do you well Josh Ball the only gold jacket he's gonna wear is this one, probably, okay? He can't fit that. I mean probably not. But that's okay. <laughs> but what well, what I'm saying is is Hall of Famers Figure it out, and I think they can absolutely, absolutely. And that's It'd all you kind got of right now. To
3: see uh, Tyron Smith and Zach Martin on the same side talking. Wow. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. Uh, yeah. Look, man, how many somebody? I,
1: I saw an article this morning. Was that on our website? It was somewhere. You
2: don't read our website. I
1: know. I do. I do. Read, I, was, I saw it on Twitter. That's why I'm asking mm. where it was. Mm. But it was saying something <laughs> to the effect of how many teams have had the benefit of having three Hall of Famers on their offensive line on the field at the same time. That's what Dallas is looking at. Now, of course, you you question about the age and all that stuff, but still, it's three Hall of Famers, bona fide Hall of Famers, that'll be on the field together on the offensive line. I
2: know that Will McClay and that group's already kind of looking at the 2023 draft when they're offensive linemen. If there's a guy named Tyler or Smith or Connor... Put them off the board in the box, and we're just tired of them. I mean, We've got two Tylers and two Smiths on the team. It's too hard. Seat, like, it's too hard. Oh, I'll tell you what you need. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How do you feel about this? <laughs> I'll tell you, the,
3: the thing about it is, you, whatever you do, I would, I would test it now and then go with it in Philadelphia. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't I like jack that. around to try this game at Jacksonville, I don't think, is gonna be easy. is Dallas oh, it's better. Be a tough game. It's gonna be a yeah, tough it game. It's going to be a fight. Just be ready for that. That they are they are playing for something down there. I know their head coach. They're excited about it. They know they're gonna be probably a road team in their own stadium. But, you know, that coach knows about what it takes to play against the And Dallas they're a Cowboys. tough, pesky team. That's so, the thing, yeah. yeah. With that being said, though, you better kind of figure out what you're going to do with Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, Linville Joseph, Hargrave, mm-hmm. Reddick, Graham. That's where you get quit. Yeah. That, Yeah, that's going to be... Is he back? I
2: don't know. A, I don't. He's on an yeah, injured don't. reserve. Uh, well.
3: But that's what you better... Whatever you're working on... Talk about
2: Dan Quinn. Right, yeah, whatever oh, okay, you're working
3: yeah. on right now, you
2: better make sure it's getting ready for... But, Christmas Eve. But 30 points is not going to win this game against Jacksonville. I don't believe. Really? I don't believe so. I'll be you think I, gonna need a 40 burger. Yes, I do. Fifty brisket. Yeah, uh, I think they need they, they're gonna need to score some points in this game. There's no doubt about it. So uh, get up there. 35. Yeah. Quarterback's right.
1: playing well for them. Really yep. is. Yep. Let's take our final break. We'll come back. Let's get some questions. Uh we'll right back DallasCowboys.com radio.
2: The
0: season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field.
2: James Wright is your twenty twenty-two Cowboys fan of the year. James brings the spice to every Dallas Cowboys game Bone and crash, now Jimmy. he needs James Wright. Oh, Now he needs you to help him bring it to the Super Bowl. Vote for James Wright to be given the ultimate title of NFL Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan, by casting your vote at NFL.com Fan of the Year.
1: Welcome back. Final segment of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented <laughs> you by Miller
2: Don't think about Parcells. Parcells and Cabin. <laughs> I knew you were.
1: Oh, a Captain Morgan's pose?
2: Yeah, yeah, when he had
3: no clothes on in a locker room. Stop. Oh, God. I don't need that image, Stop. So you know I almost threw up in my mouth again. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Welcome to Dallas. I knew when you said Captain Morgan what you were thinking. Of. <laughs> That's terrible. Okay.
1: All right. Let's 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 focus. Let's focus. All right. Melvin Brownlee has a question for us. Uh, his question is: Where is Tack McKinley? What's going on with Tack McKinley? We expect to see him he's play on the much. Ground
2: about a week ago, uh, after I guess he was. Threw him down. Yeah, Tyron um,
1: introduced him to the ground.
2: He's on the practice squad, and I, you know they haven't called him up yet, and. I guess we, we can wait and see what Dorrance Armstrong's yeah. ability is going to be. Uh, availability. Sorry. What are you hearing
1: about him? Because he he had the boot on Sunday. He told you that it didn't seem like it was a big deal. It didn't seem but... like a big
2: deal. And the boots yeah. off, and yeah. uh, he was kind of running from the media. You know, they were trying to talk to him, and he was kind of swimming through people. Well, that's and, good. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, you know, media's not that quick. You know, so he made it. But yeah. uh, post, you know, campaign. he's limited. And, and and this is a big day of practice. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out this week. I have a feeling he's going to play. Uh, Doran, yeah. So that means McKinley probably stays on the practice squad.
3: Yeah, right. I, I was hearing the same thing. Nick's absolutely right about that. They're going to try and get him through practice, but it was likely that he was going to be able to play. But they had to get him through practice first.
1: All right, let's take a question from Mark Marshall. Does uh, Demon Clark have the ability to blitz? What do
3: you think? Yes, I think he does. But what they want to do is, I think he's you know the coverage aspect for him has been a little shaky, and, you know, awareness, I think, is, you know, something that I, I wouldn't say that it's not. That he. It's like he doesn't have a feel for where, when he turns, what he's seeing or where the guys are behind him and how he needs to adjust. You watch Leighton Vanders play. I know Vanders is a veteran. Like, play, drop, turn, look, carry, you know, and – Clark's a little bit of that. Oh, 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 oh now I got to go. Is that all about the fact that like he just hasn't? He does has has have a lot of like He doesn't. Yeah. have. That's, that's, that's the problem. That's. But he's getting reps yeah. and people like. But but now Barr is like kind of picked his game up a little bit yeah. since he's been out. So now it's kind of like okay, if you kind of split them, it's fine. But yeah, Clark can blitz. I don't think he has that. I don't think he—he's just more power. He's just gonna—he doesn't have that—that—that that, that wiggle that you want when you watch Parsons rush. It's like he's got that power, but he's also got that little bit of that move mm-hmm. to get you off balance and to get. I think Clark is more of a straight ahead. Hope the back is on him. That he could just overpower the back and get home. But yeah, you don't see him do it very much. That's for sure.
2: I have a question actually from Nick and sure. Frisco. Um, is this Leighton Vanderush's best season? I'll
3: of tell his you career? what. Yeah, he's better than his rookie
2: year. I'm asking. He
3: was. A, he I was. Mean, yeah, as a Pro Bowl as rookie year, I, I will say this about him. Every, in those games where it turns into, you got to stop the back. They have nothing else but a runner. Mm-hmm. He, he is. He's a champ. And yeah, and I well. and, and I said about the coverage stuff. Like, when the ball has gone to the perimeter, he's shown burst yeah. to get out there. Even when the ball's thrown out there, get burst yeah. and knock the guy to keep it at, oh, now it's third and two or third and one, you know? He's tackled really, really well. I think early in the year with some of the perimeter runs they had, he was trying to make up for guys playing around him. You're like, you know, okay, I'm now trying to do my responsibility, your responsibility, as we have a soft corner over here. You know? I think so, he
4: finally overcame the neck injury because –
3: Confident, it, yeah, it,
4: just the confidence, yeah, yeah. I think even last year you would see him, and it's just he di- he didn't have that willingness to actually go and tackle like yeah. there was always like some kind of hesitation or a few steps behind, and now he seems like. He's comfortable again to maybe where the neck is in in his mind, not necessarily physically bothering him, but also mentally, where he can just play freely and yeah. move around.
3: You mentioned that you mentioned about him. It was funny last week in the game, uh, him and Clark. Like, and, and this is how well Van der Esch is playing though. Clark, both of them see it at the same time, but you see the young guy just run right past. Layton's Le- mm. hustling to get over, but Clark like covers like f- like five yards behind. And now he's covering to go get the ball. Leighton would have made the play. Clark just read it the same time and went to him. So, you know, that's what you—that's what you're hoping that these linebackers continue to kind of mm. play that way. The one thing I wonder about with
1: that though is I do—I don't think it's a coincidence that we've seen over the last few weeks Leighton's play really elevate, and it's also at a time when Hankins was playing really well for the yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, that's—I wonder how much that's going to affect his ability to play because he's been free. He's been free to run because Hankins is gobbling up double teams. Mm. I mean, just gobbling them up and not moving with it. If that changes and now you're washing out the defensive tackle and he's now in the lap of the linebacker, I just I, I think that's well, been one of the biggest yeah. challenges for Leighton Vander for I, I, much of his. Well, let's
3: let's see what Anthony Rush does. of sure. who they signed on the practice squad, and and I was talking to some guys around the league about him real quick as we finish up here. Uh, this guy's kind of had a weight problem in his life. You know, he's he gets up to like three hundred and eighty, and then he gets to three sixty, and then now they're thinking he's like three hundred and fifty pounds. And I know two of my scout buddies are like, listen, we worked him out before he went to Philadelphia and they said that that he really really is a powerful guy and he can play the run really well and he plays across the center and when I mean play across the center he's just not standing in one spot letting the grass die under his feet he's moving and that's what Hankins has been able to do hankins has been like active mm-hmm. to where he's moving around so now he's taking up blocks and he's moving around so maybe that with with rush We'll see if they can get my guy my guy said listen sign this guy get him ramped up he can help you. This is a massive man. He's yeah. 6'5,
1: 350 pounds. Yeah. So big. Well, he was 381
3: one time they said he was too heavy when they were working him out and yeah. they sent him away. That's why Philadelphia cut him off the practice squad cuz he got out. got yeah. too heavy and now he's down to 3 to 350 from 380. And they're hoping that
2: – but my guys were super, super positive about him as a possible signing. It's a sad part about the Hankins injury is that, you know, they made that trade on October 25th, uh, nine days after – they lost to the eagles mm-hmm. and they couldn't stop the run in the middle of the field you know so they they were bringing him in to try to help with that yeah. you know you stop sanders and all that and you guys go hit hit hurts and and whatever he's doing and and they really wanted to control the middle so not saying that they can't but hankins i think was brought in to try to help in that yep. and, and he has he has helped, but it's unfortunate he won't play in that game.
1: Yeah, that's what they needed him for. Yeah. Maybe he comes back around for the playoffs if you have to face them again. Yep. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. will be back tomorrow. We're going to wrap this thing up, let you know what we think is going to happen this weekend. Until then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagles, and this is The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
3: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!